Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, covering all our bases here on Portland Radio Project. I am Veronica Bezesti, and welcome to Community Voices, where we spotlight the great work being done by our local nonprofit community. Our featured nonprofit today is Children's Institute, building a socially just and equitable future for kids. Children's Institute works to improve the lives of children from prenatal to grade five who experience institutional or systematic barriers to opportunity in Oregon. And with me today is visionary leader and chief executive officer, Kali Thorne Ladd, who spoke no truer words. The future of our humanity lies in the health of our children. Welcome and wow. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Such a such a pleasure to be here. Well, it, it's our honor. Children's Institute is is a part of the PRP family, and we'll and we'll talk about that. Oh. And we'll talk about that. I have to tell <laughs> I have to tell you this. I absolutely love and and if this doesn't drive people to go to Children's Institute's website, I don't know what will. I love in your staff bios that you have current pictures, but that you also have childhood pictures. Yes. You are a beautiful woman now, but such an adorable <laughs> little girl, so cute. Whose idea was that? That's such a wonderful way to show that connection. Oh, that precedes my time at Children's Institute. But I agree. I think there's a child inside of us and um, always staying connected to that inner child, uh, I think is important as we do this work. Yes, absolutely. You have uh, been a part of Children's Institute for how long? Two years. Okay. What drew you to this organization's fight to keep kids healthy, safe, and prepare them to be active, engaged learners? You know, I, my career has um, traveled many roads, uh, starting as an educator, a teacher, and going into um, program work and then doing more policy and systemic work. And, you know, I, I co-founded another organization that had me on the ground, and I think I missed that systemic you know, impact work, uh, which I think Kairos had, but Children's Institute is very focused on policy and systems change statewide. And that is a powerful opportunity to impact the lives of many children. Um, and I feel like it's my purpose to, um, to, to want to use whatever I have to give to support children. It's something that is just very deeply <laughs> matters to me. Yeah. And I think I really believe when children know that they are loved and cared for, when they are seen and valued, yes. they can do anything. Yes, absolutely. Tell us how Children's Institute does the work that it does. Well, we have a multi-pronged approach. Um, we do a lot of policy work where we are literally putting forth legislation, um, work with our legislators in a bipartisan fashion to ensure that we have laws that protect and support children, mm -hmm. that increase investments in children, particularly in the birth to five or prenatal to five space. Um, we also do work with schools, and that's something that I, I don't know if everybody realizes. So we work with several school districts throughout the state and provide technical assistance and support to align early years, so that preschool, early childhood piece, with early grades. Uh, kindergarten through third um, grade to fifth grade. And that's really important because in the early years, you can lose the gains that you have if there's not true alignment, if there's not developmentally appropriate practice in the K-5 space. And um, the sooner that you connect with children and families 
in the educational system, the more likely children are to be successful. So we work with schools in Washington County, um, in Lincoln County, in Skepu, St. Helens area. And we work with the educators and, and the principals and the building leaders um, and the district leaders who have the ideas. We actually just craft the space and facilitate a conversation where they are utilizing the tools and the skills that they possess from doing their practice to create solutions that help schools and early childhood spaces work better. So that's one strategy. And I think there's a lot of learnings. It's easy to do policy work and exist over here in a bubble and have no real connection with what's happening on the ground. And what I love about doing both is that the work we do with schools, when we are listening and working in classrooms with teachers, we can use that to inform our policy agenda. And so our policy agenda, I would say, is very connected to what we hear um, our educators and our early childhood providers need. Um, And then we also um, do a lot of research work and have research briefs. We're trying to lift up issues um, issue briefs, whether it's the lack of childcare facilities in our state, the need to support the childcare workforce, et cetera. And we have done that for years. Um, and then I think the last thing is we we use communications um, and we have our own little podcast <laughs> that we do. And we want to just educate people, every person in this state, country, world. Someone used one of our broadcasts in Australia, I just found wow. out, um, to just educate folks on early childhood and early years. Um, I think sometimes the, the youngest and the smallest children are the ones that we are easily overlooking in our society. And so we want to just lift up what we know is promising practice and you know ways to support them. Why do you think those younger ages are, are I hesitate to say left behind, but I, I think that's what I'm hearing. Oh, man, that's a million dollar question. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I wish I knew because yeah. all of the research in neuroscience tells us that the earlier you can support children, mm-hmm. um, the long term gains are, wow, they, they're huge. That's not a very eloquent But um, there's a multiplier effect. And I think when we look at the health outcomes and the challenges that we are seeing in our society today, a lot of it goes back specifically to how children were supported or trauma that children experienced. And I often quote uh, research from Harvard um, that talks about the two greatest protective factors. You can't control everything that happens in a child's life, right? right? Kids go through hard things. Families go through hard things. The two greatest protective factors that help build resiliency in children and help sort of repair the harm that can be done Mm -hmm. is a loving, caring adult Mm -hmm. and a loving, caring environment. Those are things we all can have a hand in in impacting. And so children go to school. How do we ensure those schools embrace every single child, regardless of how they show up, where they come from, what their neighborhood is? That's something we all can collectively get behind and support and ensure that every child has a place to go. Every every uh, county in Oregon for birth to three is a child care desert. So there are families that don't have a place um, for their children to go if they want them to go somewhere. And so there's a lot more that we can do to protect and support children. And that developing brain is most impressionable uh, in the early years. The podcast that you were speaking of is the early link. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is our, our common bond that we have. PRP was once an avenue for the early link oh, to, to go out into the world. I'm so happy to hear that it's continuing to be so vibrant and reaching across the world. Yeah, it's very exciting. I can't take credit, but we have an amazing team at Children's yes, Institute. Very, and, very much. Very yeah. much. 
Let's talk about the upcoming event. Let's talk about Champions for Children, 20 Years of Impact. Yes. I'm super excited. We are gathering at the Portland Art Museum on October 19th. And honestly, I I want everyone in this state to wake up and think, how are the children? The Maasai tribe, which is a warrior tribe in Africa, they greet each other by asking, how are the children? Because they recognize that when the children, the most vulnerable in our society are okay, it's a signal to how we are as as a community. And right now, our children are not well. And so doesn't matter what you do for your profession. I want everyone to care about children. I think this is the beginning of movement building around children, and we're bringing together leaders across sectors, um, practitioners across sectors to really come together and learn a little bit about children, talk about children, see what CI has done, uh, and figure out ways to get engaged. You've got a, a very special moderator of your (laughs) early childhood panel. So yes, Nicholas Kristoff has agreed to moderate. And you know, he's been an early childhood advocate for a long time. He's an Oregonian and uh, from Yamhill County, and which I think is important because as I've traveled around the state, um, communities are different. And certainly our rural communities are not our urban communities. And um, sometimes get overlooked um, to the detriment of children. And so having someone that is from a more rural area moderate the panel and really lift up the issues that he sees as well as talking with others, I think is going to be a rich conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Champions for Children, 20 Years of Impact, October 19th, 11.30 a.m., Portland Art Museum. Thank you. I think that's going to be a good time and a very smart time. I think it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. If you would like to learn more about Children's Institute, support the cause, attend the Champions for Children luncheon, on the 19th of October, or check out all those awesome pictures, the little kid pictures, because you're all so darn cute. You can head to our website, which is prp.fm, or if you've got a pen handy, head over to C-H-I-L-D-I-N-S-T dot O-R-G. Come one and come all. We can't wait to see you. We have a seat for you. Keep doing the work that you're doing, Kali. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's amazing, and you are absolutely right that the future of our humanity definitely lies in the health of our children. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. Thank you for being a part of Portland Radio Project's Community Voices.